This is the Healthcare Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. No industry, including sick care, can be fixed from inside. For every one hour that they spend on patient care, they're spending up to two hours on EHR data entry. You are seeing self-service kiosks appear in retail stores and quick service restaurants, but the next frontier for these kiosks may be your doctor's office. Our guest today on the Healthcare Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale, hopes to make the doctor check-in process and other healthcare-associated tasks better with advanced kiosk systems. Healy Cipher is CEO of Zyvelo. He shares his insight on this coming technology. Healy, thank you so much for joining me. Shelby, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So you're an innovator in the retail technology space, and you're bringing that knowledge to the healthcare industry. But this this seems really bleeding edge because smart retail or the retail store of the future, quote unquote, I mean, it seems like it's kind of still in the future so <laughs> why do you have your hot all your eye on healthcare? yeah yeah well it's it's a great it's a great point and maybe i'll i'll kind of step back and give some, a little context shelby i know we talked about a little bit in the past before this which is when um i started this journey thinking about the future of retail and innovating digital experiences in brick and mortar it was uh under a very specific context and that was i was serving as chief of staff to the cto of ebay we were bringing in retailers from all over the world uh, and you know, kind of pitching them on e-commerce solutions for hours and literally sometimes days. And they'd all ask a very similar question. They'd say, hey, 95% of my revenue is going through my physical stores. What technology do you have for that? And we just didn't have a lot to say. And so we eventually started this team that was all about bringing the best of online thinking into the physical world, but it was, it was a little more nuanced than that. It wasn't just, hey, you know, what's like a, a bright, shiny, sexy object we can bring in, you know, like some cool robot greeting you or, I don't know, like a, a disco ball that would, you know, holograph someone saying hello or something. <laughs> um, it was a, a kind of a specific thesis, which was in the same way that you approach e-commerce in this kind of data flow way. You, you think about a customer journey and all the steps along the way of them going throughout your site. So, you know, landing on a web page, going from that web page, maybe search results, going from search results to the product page, product page information, then to the cart, then checkout. We took that same approach and applied it to physical brick and mortar. And so it was, you know, obviously a simplified metaphor, but when you walk into a store, it was like a homepage. You were either searching for something you wanted or you were browsing for inspiration. Search versus browse. Sounds kind of like a homepage. As you saw products on the shelf, it was just like a product page. You're kind of gathering more information to determine if you're going to put it into your cart. Walking into a fitting room or standing in the checkout line was like checkout, and then, of course, purchasing was purchasing. Um, and we found a lot of data that supported all these introductions that would allow for what I call a net friction reduction. So introducing new technology that would make it easier to achieve your goal as a customer on whatever journey it was you were on. So we've taken that same thesis, Shelby, and we've started to apply that to healthcare because there are a lot of use cases that are emerging in this huge, huge industry that has a material effect on the lives 
of millions and millions every day. Um, and that's part of you know, what, what we care so much about at Zyvelo and why we exist uh, in the world is to make physical experiences better by the introduction of technology. Right. And so if you, if you think about a lot of the things that are kind of common pain points in healthcare, I'll, I'll name a few use cases, um, it starts to make sense why things like kiosks are really helpful. So just one of them is checking in. How painful is it when you have you know, to kind of wait around in the waiting room? And you, the check-in process is tough. Even if you've been there before, you're still filling out the same form. It's super annoying. you got to pull your insurance up, registration. There's all these things. You're, you're kind of waiting in line to then get to the line and speak to the, um, the clerk or the medical clerk behind, behind the, the desk and do all this work. So what we're finding is a use case where there's been a, a really interesting amount of interest is simply checking in. But when you say simply checking in, it is quick triage. How important is this? What's the issue? How long has it been going? It is verifying who you are. So, you know, you can go, go up and perhaps dip your insurance card again or even, and this is kind of cool, um, we have a couple new programs going out where you walk up and you yourself are your ID. So you just hold your finger down and that's your sign-in, bio-authentication. It, it sees your face, your finger, it ver verifies it's you. So now it's reduced fraud for, the, ho for the, um, the hospital, but it also says, hey, welcome back, Shelby. Here's your profile. We, you know, we confirmed your insurance is good. We know how to bill you. Here's the last things, you know, last time we saw you was this, any updates? Okay, great. What's the problem? And it becomes this longitudinal relationship that's verified with the healthcare provider, which is really, really important, especially as you think about records being shared across locations. Right. So, so check-in's one of them. Um, another one, which we, we've actually seen some interest in, is, believe it or not, wayfinding. These, these healthcare campuses are massive. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, if you're going into uh, a, a veterans clinic, it's huge. It is absolutely huge. Any of the, so how do you know where to go? And especially if, if you have some sort of impediment, uh, you know, sight impediment, hearing impediment, what's right. an ADA compliant way to allow you to do that, to find where you're going, or even just trying to find a loved one. We're seeing the ability for these devices to provide distributed healthcare. What do you mean? This is something that I think is so interesting because there are a lot of experts around the world that are underutilized in healthcare. And there are a lot of people who would love to talk to them, but they go into the local CVS or Walgreens pharmacy, mm -hmm. and they're not spending their time going to their primary healthcare provider. Right. And so what we're seeing is uh, the ability for these experts to kind of virtually show up in places uh, that, that customers are going all the time, like these pharmacies, giving specific treatment advice from video, but also, I mean, if, if it's a kiosk, if it's, if it's a place you're sitting down, you can do things like take your blood pressure, put your arm in that sleeve. Yeah. You can actually provide a really comprehensive service to someone. And what's more is it can be in the language that they speak most comfortably. And we've also been finding out that healthcare is cultural. So, you know, if you are a Cuban American in Miami, the chances are you are going to take to uh, recommendations from a healthcare provider who, all, who understands the Cuban American culture. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of it. So anyway, that's, that's kind of the things we're seeing. You know, things like check-in, wayfinding, distributed health. Um, there is other interesting things we're seeing as well we can get into later when it comes to you know 24-hour support and prescription. But I, we think it's a huge, huge opportunity. Um, and we're, we're seeing a lot of really positive results. 
Well, it sounds like it, and it sounds like there are definite uh, cases for this to be used. But I wonder, like, how how different are the needs for healthcare versus uh, where we've uh, previously seen these self service kiosks that that's been in some retail and some uh, quick service restaurants. Yes. Well, so that that is the question. That's a great question. In QSR, uh, we've got it down to a bit of a science. And we know a bunch of KPIs, key performance indicators, that our clients and potential clients deeply care about. So, you know, for example, basket lift. If someone walks up to a kiosk and they order something, you know, it's, it's, it's lunchtime, how much more do they spend if they're ordering on a kiosk? You know, we found the answer has been between 20 and 30%. And for some reason in Texas, it's been between 40 and 60%. So I don't know what you guys got going on down there, Shelby. But. Right. Another one is accuracy. You know, order accuracy goes up. Another one is the distribution of staff in the store. You can have more staff preparing food and less staff doing the job that, frankly, they don't want to do, which is taking your order and entering it into the computer. Um, they can be kind of more, more human. And, and that is what builds the basis of our business case, you know, throughput as an example, where we say, you know, you, you spend this much money on this technology and it pays back for itself in 12 to 16 weeks and here's why it matters and here's the data insights that you never had before. Healthcare, though, has a different set of KPIs that they care about that kind of can either cost them money or be opportunities. So, you know, one of them is just literally reduction in fraud. That's a big one. Knowing it's you, knowing you are covered by insurance, it is actually you, John Brown, versus someone who's actually named John Doe but has John Brown's information for some reason. Um, another one that we're seeing is education. And there is a huge, huge thing right now, uh, which is uh, this introduction of new progressive medical treatments, CBD, which I know is a hot issue right now. Right. But people don't really know a lot about it. And so, when they walk into these new, you know, really nice medical centers that are that are selling new products like CBD, how do they learn what's right for them? How do they actually figure out what they're trying to treat? And how can that be the most efficient? If I've got a way to interactively put in my information in a secure way that feels comfortable and not embarrassing and get recommendations on these new products versus waiting in line to talk to a specialist, waiting in the waiting room forever, there's a lot of benefits you can start to get. Um, and so it is, it is definitely really, really different. Um, another big difference with SR we've seen is this kind of 24-hour um, service. You know, uh, if you're in the industry of QSR, you know that even though the store is open, that your, your kind of unit location is open for 10 hours a day, you're really only making money for two and a half hours of them. That's, it's lunch and it's like half an hour during breakfast. That's, that is when you make all the money for, for, for the day. Well, the thing is, if I want to pick up a prescription or I want to pick up something I'm working all day, right? but it's also really expensive to have the pharmacy open after hours, so you know, what do you do? We're actually seeing a very big push on uh, combinations of our kiosks with lockers, hmm. where you have a wall that is kind of a shared wall between the pharmacy and the outside. The pharmacy can load up a bunch of lockers um, and put in you know, the things that are required, and then you can now have someone go up, confirm it's them with bio-authentication, which is obviously very confirmatory, and grab their prescription whenever they want, which is really, really yeah. interesting. So there's all these differences, of course. Now, the fundamentals of how we think of those as a company are, are not different. You know, we have to have high-quality products that don't just look beautiful, but are uh, very future-friendly, that have kind of immediate usability, where if someone sees it, they know they can use it. 
that all these specific things like you know screen size and angle and and you know the kind of design system we've used to deploy that that solution. Um, those are all things that we share. And so one of the things that that makes me so proud of, of our industrial design team, we have an incredible design team on staff, is they have taken all the learnings we have from you know tens of thousands of deployments in QSR and brought that same degree of product quality, of product integrity, of feature-looking um, design, and they're introducing that to healthcare, which is really, really important because it's, it's the same problems. If you have someone, for example, you know, that using these kiosks all the time, especially in a health setting, well, one of the concerns is uh, cleanliness of that product, of course. Well, guess what? Like, we're in food environments. We've already passed that hurdle. We, and all of our powder coating is antimicrobial. And we have coating on the screen that does the exact same thing. Like, there's all these lessons that kind of, uh, interestingly enough, go between the high standards of food and healthcare in very interesting ways. Well, as, as you've discovered some of the uh, design elements and the things that make self-service kiosk appealing to someone, uh, I'm sure you've also conquered the, the challenges, the, the fears that come along with it. So what have been some of the drawbacks or I guess the lessons that you've learned from food service um, and, and looking to apply those to the healthcare environment? Yes, yes. So, you know, um, there's a lot of lessons we've learned over the years that have been incredibly painful ones. And I won't bore you with those, but we try to keep mm. our clients safe. That's one of the, the big yeah. ones. Um, and a lot of that's very nuanced design. The, the number one challenge that I was the most worried about um, was, uh, was usage. Uh, and you kind of, you know, I think it's challenging as a, a modern consumer not to assume that there's different generational preferences when it comes to using automation. We've been really surprised by the results, I have to say. We assumed that it'd kind of be this, uh, you know, younger generation, the millennials, the Gen Zs that would walk up and touch a kiosk, no problem, but, you know, other folks wouldn't want to do that. And I can't tell you how, how wrong we were. <laughs> it has been... So that hasn't a, been the case, really? It has not been the case across... I, so I'll tell you a story, which was we um, had a, a, a regional partner of ours client. I think they're... Where were they? Somewhere in the Southwest. Um... And they were doing their kind of initial uh, field testing with our, our kiosks. And uh, the first person who walked in, and I won't describe them, but you can imagine, was, was of the composition where every executive who was standing with us assumed that there was no way they would possibly use the kiosk. Like 0% chance they're going to walk by it and order it. And that person, just with no explanation, didn't hesitate. First thing they did, they walked up to the kiosk, made their order, grabbed the ticket, sat down. And we all looked at each other in disbelief and said, what? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> but you no, know, we forget that we have these incredibly powerful touchscreen devices in our pockets all the time that are constantly conditioning us to fundamentally expect to interact with the physical world differently. I mean, if you take, if you take a child down the TV aisle in Best Buy, what do they try to do to every single TV? Touch them. They try to swipe, yeah, they're swiping, they're tapping, they're touching. And so that is across all generations. And so one of the things we were worried about was usage, and I think that's, that's been something that um, has been less of a concern than we thought it was going to be, which I'm, I'm happy to report. Yeah. Um, I think the other one comes down to uh, information security. Um, and that is, of course, something that's really important. You know, when we are putting these devices out there, they can't be physically compromised. So, you know, someone shouldn't be able to pop a USB into one of the right. ports and pull data out of it. We've designed things really intentionally so no ports are ever exposed. 
other providers don't think that way, which we disagree with. We think it's a kind of a fundamental risk. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second, of course, is you have to make sure that the uh, the environment in which the customer is using it is one where they feel like the information they're putting in is secure. Other people can't just see what they're doing. And so there's years and years of thinking that has gone into UI design, that has gone into when do you hand off data to a more secure place, what data do you collect versus not, how do you make sure that you verify information versus just representing it. You know, it's like when you dip a credit card into a kiosk, we don't say, hey, we're just confirming this was a credit card and that you put the whole number on there. You say, hey, just confirm the zip code. Yeah. And so there's all these things you can do that are kind of similar in healthcare. And so that's, those are a lot of the things we've been thinking about. I think, you know, the biggest challenge we've had, and this is a big difference, um, is at an industry level, uh, you know, quick serve uh, restaurants is called quick serve restaurants. And we found that people within the, they generally, the corporations, they think pretty quickly. They want to move fast because that is currency to them. Yeah. That definitely is not the default case in healthcare for a, a litany of reasons. And, you, know, I, I, you, know, the, you probably know better than I do. Um, <laughs> that has been, I think, the interesting thing to us is we've always thought healthcare was interesting. We've always felt there was a huge opportunity there. We've never really gone after it as a company. And really in this last year, Shelby, we've seen a huge interest from healthcare pulling us into the vertical with key partners saying, look, there's all these challenges we're trying to solve. We believe this is now finally the right time to introduce this technology. So we are, we are cautiously optimistic that the timing is right. And we're going to start to see some really exciting changes in, um, in healthcare coming up. And, and I, think, I think the timing is right. Well, it sounds like there's a lot then on the horizon. What, I guess, if you were to get your, your crystal ball out, I mean, how far do you think we are from, uh, from being able to, to see this happen? And are there already some kind of first steps that we wouldn't normally think of as kind of this, this self-service kiosk that are starting to be implemented already? Yeah, so uh, it, it's like you know, any industry itself has its own cycles. You know, certain industries are faster than other industries. I'd say that right now we are uh, still in the early adopter phase of that, so we haven't really crossed the chasm, as it were. And so what we're seeing is some very innovative uh, brands, by the way, that are implementing things in uh, you know in pharmacy and in certain hospital locations. Um, and I think that you know. If I were to mention the brands, which I unfortunately cannot, you would be like, oh, that makes sense. They're known for being the best. And so the best hospitals and the best healthcare providers who are you know, inherently progressive are doing some really cool stuff. There's a bunch of cool stuff out there. I think that you know, um, we're probably going to cross that chasm so it's more main adoption in the next five years would be my guess. But we're seeing the volume picking up now. And it's, uh, it's, it's very telling that these companies aren't just ideating these things, but actually implementing solutions. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a very exciting uh, horizon to, to be on. It sounds like uh, you've got uh, you've got your work cut out for you, but it's it's exciting yes. work because it, it's it's important and, and it means something. Yeah. Well, thanks, Shelby. We 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 are really excited. We are we're seeing such huge huge opportunity, and uh, you know I'm actually I'm 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 in a conference room looking at my my glass door right now. And I'm actually looking at one of our beautiful healthcare kiosks that got bioauthentication. It's got a beautiful scanning port, ADA compliant, front-facing camera for demographics and fraud. Um, you know, I, I can physically see it in front of me, which makes me feel like it's getting really real. That's fantastic. 
Healy, thank you so much for joining me. Shelby, thank you so much for the time. For more healthcare news, visit marketscale.com industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and videos. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk.